COVID watch. It's still there. We're all safe. Keep watching. Yes. Keep watching the COVID because it's still there. But it's the only thing in the world, apparently. I think it's getting better, right? I don't know. I don't know. I quit listening to any sort of information because have you doesn't doesn't really matter at this point oh see but you're the guy who always like investigates things and researches non-stop until you're insane i mean what do you want to know um what's what's the latest like what's the latest on covid is it getting worse is it getting better what are each state What's like the state's going to do? Because isn't Trump like supposed to throw it out to the states, each governor, and say like you can open your state if you want? Right. The answer to all of those questions is nobody knows. Hmm. That's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody knows anything, and and it's just a bunch of politicians, and this is a political drama at this point. Would you call it a bunch of hubaloo? What's that called? Hubbaloo. Hullabaloo. 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 That's what it is. I mean, I don't I don't think it's hullabaloo. I think it's a serious thing that is affecting people. No, seriously. I mean the political side of things. Like, is that a bunch of hullabaloo? I mean, it sure seems a little extreme at this point, but you know, we don't know what it would have looked like if we hadn't have done all these measures or if we quit doing these measures. We don't know. Nobody knows anything. Just right. like everything else in this world, nobody knows anything just a bunch of people making nobody shit up nobody knows what's the, the trouble, trouble i'm in nobody knows my sorrow that's uh scar <laughs> yeah it doesn't scar sing that from the lion king i don't remember oh jeez, you're useless so <laughs> this is episode number 73 christopher Holy cow, 73, and yeah. we're still recording remotely. I think we this are. will be our last remote broadcast, probably. I, I would agree with that. I think we need to get face-to-face. I'm missing the whole Snarf Talk studio, the atmosphere. It doesn't feel the same to me to do it this way week in and week no, out. No, it's, it's definitely like funner. Not, not necessarily funner, but it's easier to go do it in the studio. Yes. And when we're doing it this way, it's always just like... Okay, are we doing this now, or when are we doing this? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, that's just more complicated. But I know we have been recording here on Saturdays, and finally tonight, Marley's like, "What is going on with this whole Saturday thing?" Because it's really annoying to me. Why you can't go anywhere? Every day is the same now. I don't know because she always wants to do stuff on Saturday nights, like have a fire, like go sit out by a fire. Why didn't you do that last night? Um. I don't know, because it wasn't Saturday. <laughs> oh. Saturday in the park, feeling like the 4th of July. No, is it like wishing it was the 4th of July? I have no idea. Chicago, man. What a great band. It's amazing that I got all those lyrics close, even. I love Chicago. Chicago is a great brand. It's one of my favorite bands. And, well, I don't know about favorite bands, but they make they have one of my favorite songs, which is 25 or 6 to 4. Yes. That song is a national treasure. I think it's in the... Yeah. Are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because I believe they are. If, if they, they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I give up well, on life. Well, wait. First of all, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a freaking joke. Because they put anybody in there. 
You don't have to really? sing rock and roll. You could be an R and B artist, and they'll give you, a, they'll put you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a joke. I don't hmm. like it. It's in, it's in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I believe so. Cleveland. It makes sense because Cleveland rocks. Cleveland does rock, according to Drew Carey. I've never been to Cleveland. I have not either. I've never been to most places in Ohio. I've only really driven through Ohio. I've been to Cincinnati a bunch of times. That's the only place I've really been. Really? I hear Colum- uh, Columbus, Ohio is really nice. I've been somewhere in Ohio, and I don't remember the town. There's <laughs> been a, to a place in Ohio. Yeah, there's a an Air Force Museum in Ohio that I went to that's free to the public, and it's like four large Air Force, like, hangars, huge hangers that they have with a bunch of historical planes and they go through from like when like the right created flight or a plane all the way up until like present day and they go through like world war one world war two korea and vietnam and like every era of planes uh and it's really cool and they have air force one there uh the one that uh jfk died on and they swore in uh uh Lyndon Johnson and they you can walk through it but it's got like uh like I don't know like plastic uh up so you can't get into the seats it's just like one really narrow hallway but as you walk through the plane they give you little like pictures and a little paragraph of like what happened in that exact spot it's really cool i liked it a lot yeah, and it's uh, completely free uh, Aero, aero, aeronautic, aeronautic museums, aerospace museums, aerospace, I think. not really aerospace, but airplane museums are the best types of museums. It was awesome. I went to one that was, it's down by, it's in Florida. Um, we went down on our way back from Fort Walton beach. We stopped there and it was a, it was an air force base museum mm-hmm. and they had like all these different fighter fighter jet decommissioned fighter jets they had a sr-71 blackbird oh yeah outside they had helicopters they had like probably 25 different airplanes it was really really cool and then you go inside and they had a bunch more airplanes they had like an f-18 like stuff like that in there yeah and there was actually a um um a graduation ceremony going on so it was kind of awkward because we walked in yeah they're like yeah you can come on in uh I just want you to let you know there's like a graduation ceremony going on, like a military graduation ceremony. And we're like, really? so we just like walk around while they're doing the graduation. It's not a, it wasn't a huge place, the inside. And I'm, they're like, yeah, you can just walk around. So we're like walking around, but this is like a legit graduation ceremony. Like people's families are there. Right. And then there's just like our kids running around, like ripping stuff off the walls and being ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm like, great. we just need to like leave this place. Wouldn't you think they'd but like they had cordon this, it off to where like they had this one buy it? room that had like every type of military gun from like world war one to present. It was awesome. That is awesome. That was cool. Weapon. So that was cool. You don't call them guns, Chris. Well, they are guns. It's a weapon. Well, they're guns as well, though. Well, they're weapons kinda, and guns. You don't call them guns in the military. Okay. Get if it right. there was a Venn diagram, <laughs> a Venn diagram. Weapons <laughs> and guns, they would overlap. They would. In the exact space that w- what was in that room. 
That's true. I'll get. I'll give you that. Like, like the swords would be over on the weapon side. Did you just say sword? Yeah. <laughs> and on the gun side, outside of the weapon side, would be like Nerf guns or like um, mm. not even Nerf guns, like t like t-shirt cannons because they're not weapons, but they are guns. Other cannons, but that counts as a gun. It does. It does count as a gun. Yeah. Also, like those um, rubber band guns. Yeah, but those are weapons. You think so? It'll shoot somebody's eye out with them. Yeah. Nah, I don't think it'd shoot your eye out. It'd hurt, but it won't shoot your eye out. Well, you could definitely fuck somebody up with a t-shirt cannon. I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, you could. If, if you, they were close enough. If you don't, if you don't loft those things, you got a real problem. Yeah, you do. Like if you're taking one from ten feet away, directly in the face, mm-hmm. you're getting t-shirted to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirted to the hospital because they are wadded up like the t-shirt is rolled up so tight they're hard yeah, yeah. they're hard it's <laughs> it's have you ever been on the receiving end of a t-shirt gun never i've wanted ever to be, in your life i've wanted to be so bad and they've I've always seen, just um, shot it over me i i've never caught one but i've been at place that's what i meant have you oh, seen them shot yes i've seen them shot i've been around them when they were shooting into a crowd but um i've never like you said on the receiving end of a t-shirt cannon. I've never been on the receiving end of one. Well, you were in the crowd while whilst one was being fired at you. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. But they're basically just like big pneumatic. They're like potato guns. Yeah, it's just Do you ever make air. a potato gun when you were a kid? I have. Yes. Yeah, but I've I haven't made them. them the I haven't made them, you know, the ones where you like put some sort of uh explosive gas inside and then you yeah. light it. I've never done that. It's only been um, like air pressure. Compressed air. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it both ways. Um, the air pressure ones are a lot easier, funner. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Um, Much but, less dangerous. Yeah. I don't feel like they were that dangerous, but we, we used to make like uh, ether ones all the time where we'd spray ether into one side. Have you ever sealed a tire with ether? Absolutely. Yeah. We used to do it all the time when I was really? younger. On the farm. Yeah, I haven't done it in years, but we used to do it all the time. It's dangerous. Is it? I would I would think so, yeah. What if you put too much in? It explodes too much. I don't much. think it's that dangerous. I don't think I, I nothing I ever, whenever I did it, I don't recall being like worried for my safety. Really? You yeah. should have been. You got to really have, you got to have two people. That's the thing. You can't do it by yourself. You got to have right. somebody on the ready with the air. Because they got to do it right at the, the exact moment. Yeah, I agree. I've seen it done. I've never done it myself, but it looks dangerous to me. Back when I was in like high school working on the farm, there was a, a couple uh, people we know that worked there. They were a little older than me. We used to take like ether or anything flammable and like spray big circles on the concrete or in the driveway or something, and then light it on fire and then have like a fight inside the, the ring of fire <laughs> wow you've done some yeah. pretty extreme things as a child yeah i yeah. was just sitting watching tv lot, actually i was just always sitting in front of the tv watching every show yeah well that's all i was I doing mean, that works too look what it did for you i so, got you here so we have a correction that i just received tonight and you argued me oh no you argued me uh last episode about this what i was talking about because i said you can get you would get potash from burnt ash. And you're like, no, I don't think yeah, that's right. how I don't think that's how it works. 
and we but we were talking about burning corn stalks. So that is not right. I was not right about burning corn stalks. But wood ash absolutely gives you potassium or potash. So if you burn wood, you can add that to a garden or whatever, um, and you will get potash from it, which is just basically potassium. But corn stalks... What about fly ash? Does not happen. Fly ash is coal. It's like, it's after you burn coal and you get fly ash from that because they transport that up and down the river all the time um, from a lot of the refineries around and they'll bring fly ash down. They actually transport it down south to uh, a lot, like it goes to Texas a lot or Louisiana to asphalt plants and they add it to the asphalt making process. Yeah, I used to have, uh, I know a guy who worked at the fly ash facility up on Renwick Renwick Road. They must have a coal fire yeah. um, power plant up there somewhere. Well, the, there used to be a coal fire plant right there at uh, Larkin and Route 6, right by the Brandon Road, Dock and Dam, where I used to work. Um, yeah, that, that might be where he worked. I don't know. He was, it was by Lockport somewhere. Yeah, it used to be coal fire. They just, uh, like three years ago or four years ago, they uh, transitioned it to all natural gas. So there's no coal power plant up there anymore. Natural gas. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing natural about that gas. Well, I mean, it comes from the ground, right? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Yeah. But yeah, there's no coal There's no coal power plant up there anymore. So coal on the river kind of went we need down. A, we need an efficient process for um, compressing and storing natural gas. It's a, if we could do that, it'd be great. The problem is you have to like it's under extreme uh, pressure, natural gas to get it to liquefy has yeah. to be under like extreme extreme pressure and it's extremely extremely cold um, when you to get it to that pressure. What's, so you need like what's the difference between LP and natural gas? Well, um, one's uh, natural gas and one's liquid propane. Well, I understand that, but I mean, like, what's the difference between propane and gas? I mean, isn't it the same thing? Um, no, it's not. It's refined. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it must be refined differently. Like natural gas isn't refined at all, right? I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I just know that they're not the same thing. I was really hoping you would come ready for this question on the podcast. I mean, all I ask of you is to have every answer to every question I've ever asked. And you can't do that. And I well, don't even know why. I mean, why do I ask questions anymore? Because you can't answer them. Um, natural gas is made up of seven gases, okay. several gases, including propane, butane, ethane, um, and consists and mostly consists of methane. All right. Okay. While propane is part of natural gas in its raw state. It is a hydrocarbon separated from the other gases at gas processing facilities. The propane that is separated during this process is stored and sold as propane to propane dealers for end use by consumers. The comparison of propane versus natural gas is widely used in applications for, yeah, we know that. I see. So Um, it's basically just a further refinement of natural gas along with methane and everything else. It's, yeah, it'd be a refined. It's, it's more desirable because it's easier to compress into a liquid state. So therefore it's easier to transport to remote locations where there's no pipelines. Right, which is what they do. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad we got that covered. 
is a whole lot cheaper. I wish I had it. Isn't that crazy? How like a, a raw product is cheaper? Well, no, I guess it does make sense now that I just say it out loud. Because refining things cost money, so it would be more money for the refined product. Huh. Yes. So natural let's natural gas is fifteen dollars will purchase approximately one point zero three million BTUs of energy. So that would be equivalent to eleven gallons of propane at two dollars and fifty cents per gallon. So twenty-five to thirty dollars worth of propane is about fifteen dollars worth of natural gas. So it's almost half as expensive. Hmm. Good to know. I don't have yeah. natural gas where I live. No. Nowhere by me. It would be much more expensive for me to try to get natural gas because they'd have to pipe it to me, which is ridiculous. So I get propane. They're both considered green fuels. Just because of when you burn it, it doesn't create... Yeah, I guess they're low emissions. <laughs> um, they're very clean fuels, low emission. That's why, like, it's a really good thing that we have such a plethora of natural gas. I think the United States and Canada are like the greatest natural gas deposits on earth. It's crazy. Really? Is that what they do? They yeah. get natural gas from fracking. Is fracking a natural gas thing? It's yeah, it's definitely a byproduct of that. Oh, isn't that bad? Cause uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I thought you were going to have the answer, Chris. Yeah, what I mean when you frack or when you get access to like um oil underground, there's going to be like deposits of methane and sure. natural gas just naturally down there. Let so me tell you about it's a byproduct of that. Oil and there methane. was actually a time at which um there was there was actually a time which um propane or natural gas was so cheap. Like the propane and natural gas are extremely extremely cheap. The only cost of those fuels is literally in the transportation of those fuels. Right. So if like most of the propane was coming out of Canada, for example, and this was several years ago, propane was really, really cheap. Like it has been really, really cheap for the last several years. And there was a while ago where you could buy a semi load here for the farm for like 25, 35 cents a gallon, something really, Jeez. really cheap. But that was literally all transportation cost. If you were in Canada where they're producing it, it was actually a negative cost. So they're paying people to take it. Are you joking me? That's a thing. No, because it was, it was a byproduct. It's a byproduct of the oil extraction. So literally they need to get rid of it. But so nobody so up in Canada is using it. propane apparently. No, no, I think they were, they were just, they have very, very it clo as close to that where the shipping, you know, where the production was taking place that, there would be a charge you wouldn't get it for nothing, but whatever right. the trucking cost is from that production facility, the trucking and handling is all you'd pay. That's crazy. Basically. Yeah. That's unreal. Well, there's your fuel uh, talk on Snarf Talk. We've just covered the gamut on all of fuel consumption in <laughs> our the greater Grundy County area. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Canada. Well, I, it's I, it's all, it's on my mind right now because I just bought a, a propane forklift, which I've never had before. I've never had anything that ran on propane like a machine, you know. Yeah. And I bought one. The a lot of some of the forklifts will take either gasoline or propane, but this one, which is what I thought I was getting, and then I got it and I realized it only takes propane. Oh. 
You've never ran kind of one annoying. with propane before? So now you get it by tanks. Um, yeah, I no, I've I've ran I've ran one before. I just I never had one. So now I do. So I I got it. It came with a tank, but you have no fuel gauge essentially. So I mean, no. you can get tanks with fuel gauges on them, but the one I have doesn't have a fuel gauge on it. So I was driving it around and it just died, ran out of fuel. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And it was on a Saturday. Nothing was open to get fuel for it. So, yeah, that's annoying. That's <laughs> aggravating. You got to have more than one cylinder. Yeah, no, I'm going to get another one. Good idea. I think that's I'm actually going to get a hose so I can just hook it up to my big propane tank and fill it. And you just drive around dragging a hose around. No, you can you get a hose that you hook to your big propane tank and you hook to your little tank and oh, you can just fill it. not straight to the forklift. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I'm going to have a long garden hose straight from the, the big tank. But you just drive around it, with the with the forklift. I if think I got to go far away, it sucks because I got to keep a bunch of extra hose rolled up around, you know. Yeah, you just put a hose reel on the forklift. It's not hard. It's just like when you're a kid, did you ever try to go snorkeling in like a swimming pool with like a garden hose. Like I can go down to the bottom with a garden hose. Nope. You ever try that? No. It does not work. It does not work. You saw that on Looney Tunes and thought you could do it. I think everybody thought that. Well, I I mean, I'm pretty sure up until this point right now is when I'm finding out that you can't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because that's what I mean. You thought you could, right? Yeah. You you could just go down there with a hose. Yes. Does not work. Why not? Just too um, restrictive. The pressure, the pressure down there, it doesn't work. Like when you, if you've ever gone, you know, seen the old timey scuba divers with the helmets. Yes. They have the hose that goes up, right? Yeah. But you have to have a pump. You got to have, it's got to pump air down constantly. Yes. So that's why they're always, it's always bubbling out of that helmet because they're pumping air down. Yeah. And that's like the Corps of Engineers says divers that, go down with those type of helmets. I mean, they're still like yeah. kind of, I mean, they're updated obviously, but it's a helmet like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah they, they do that in, uh, in vacation areas too. It's called snuba. Why? Uh, it's like a mix between st- snorkeling and, and scuba. So they've got like a little area, uh, um, a cleared spot in the bottom of the ocean floor and you put the helmet on your shoulders and they just pump, keep a pump full of air and you just walk along the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I see. And you don't need any license or anything to do it. You don't. You can just no. go down there. Because they're They'll controlling put any, everything. Any fucking asshole down there. <laughs> they don't give a shit. That's good. Well, the core divers, I, I feel for them guys. Like, that's a crazy thing because it's all considered like black water diving, you know, because the Illinois waterway is not clear. It's not clear mm-hmm. water. So you can't see anything once you get under the water. And that seems terrifying to me. Well, I've, I've been in a couple situations like that. Um, I am a certified scuba diver myself. Yes. And when I did my, um, my checkoff dives, my, uh, what do you, I don't remember what you call my open water certification dives. I did them in a quarry in P in uh, Kankakee. And a couple things suck about that. A is, you know, when you get down like 50, 70 feet deep in Illinois, the water is extremely cold. Yeah. Like 50 degrees. Really, really, really cold. Yep. So you got to wear super, super thick wetsuits. And then anywhere that you have any exposed skin, it's just immediately burning. It's terribly cold. But right. then when you surface, 
it's 85 degrees outside or 90 degrees outside because right. you're doing it in the middle of July. So you've got this eight millimeter wetsuit on or whatever. Um, but it is so you go out in the morning and it'll be pretty clear. But once all the divers start getting out there, yeah, it gets so murky. You cannot see anything. In fact, the only way you can really navigate is by compass. And that's part of the dive. Part of your training is you got to learn how to navigate by compass. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, these the the core divers, I mean, they've told me like you just get down there and it's basically like closing your eyes. A lot of them said they do close their eyes cuz it's just too hard to try to focus on anything. They've got lights and stuff, but they said that it doesn't matter. It, you can't even see. They said they'll hold their hand up and you can see your hand like right in front of your face, but if you move it out at all, you're not going to see it. So, a lot of them yeah, just that's, close their eyes. That's how it was in that quarry. And they just train everything by feeling and uh one of the guys i used to work with was a diver and he said that he's literally standing on a piece of concrete and then he he like took one step back and it was like a four inch drop but he said he took that four inch drop and thought i'm done like i'm dead i'm falling into the abyss because it's just you weren't expecting it and it's absolutely terrifying and just some of the stories from them guys fish hitting them um it's just oh, the, weird. The fish are crazy. When we were doing it, our uh, dive instructor had like a pocket full of hot dogs. A pocket full of sunshine? <laughs> yeah, pocket full of hot dogs. Okay. And he'd go down there and he'd take them out and he'd, uh, and this was uh, over when we got into like a little bit more of a clear area and he'd throw them out in the bass. I mean, thousands of them. Really? Would just surround you and just devour these hot dogs. It was one of the coolest things ever. That is cool. You could see them? And then he yeah, yeah. The, at, the, at that area of the quarry, we could see for some reason, but out in like the main area, we couldn't. The craziest one I ever did was um, I was in Mexico. I was on the um, oh the west coast of the Yucatan Peninsula over in Campeche. Mm-hmm. And me and Marley, my wife, and then uh, my sister, Kristen, decided we were going to go out. We wanted to go out scuba diving. And nobody... None of us had ever scuba dived over there. My dad had never scuba dived over on that side of the peninsula. We didn't know if there was anything to look at. Of course, the east side of the Yucatan Peninsula is some of the best diving in the world. That's where all the reefs are by Cozumel and Cancun in there. So we, we decided to go out. We find this little dive shop, and uh, we hook it up. We get on the boat with this dive. Our, you don't really dive in reality if you're unless you're a professional, you don't dive without a, a dive master kind of to guide you, especially in an area where you don't know, you don't know much yeah. about it. So we go out, we get out on this tiny little dinghy boat. I mean, nothing little boat, basically hey, like a little quit bigger than a with canoe. Your dinghy. <laughs> a little bigger than a canoe, basically. No, I mean, it was a, I don't know. It was just wasn't a very big boat, fishing boat. And we cruise out there. The problem was the guy driving the boat didn't speak any English, which is fine. I can speak a little bit of Spanish, but he didn't speak any, any English. Our dive instructor, unfortunately, was Brazilian. So she didn't speak any English at all. She also didn't speak very much Spanish. <laughs> she spoke Portuguese. <laughs> so <laughs> that caused a little bit of an issue. So we go out and it's just, we get out there and it's windy and the currents are crazy. And we're like, okay, well, we're going in and we're supposed to be looking at this shipwreck. So First of all, me, all, all us four get off the boat and immediately we get off the boat and something goes wrong with my sister's tank and it just starts blowing fucking air everywhere. <laughs> Holy and shit. so, we're, okay, she gets back in the boat. We get that fixed, switch her tank out, go back in. 
And just as we're in there treading water, waiting to go down, we're like drifting away from the boat significantly in these currents, like crazy. Um, we're like, okay, well, this is, this is odd. So we start descending and I was holding on to Marley. Marley was holding on to me cause we were going down in you know, pairs. So we yeah. go down below the surface and we're just down below, not too far. And I, I swear to God, you could not see, uh, two inches in front of your face. You couldn't see anything. And I'm like, well, what is the point of this? Right. You can't see anything. So I guess, and, and usually, you know, when you're descending, you're there either on a line or you're right all across from each other. Your group is all across from each other and you're all kind of descending at the same rate. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go too fast. You don't want to go too slow. You got to, you got to do it right. Well, we couldn't even see anything. So we had no reference point. I'm trying to do it off of gauges. Um, but you know, I couldn't see the instructor can see anything. Eventually we kind of get to the bottom and I just look over to Marley. I kind of grab her, get her right up in my face. I'm like, we got to go up. We can't see anything. We have no idea where we are. There's wicked current. Can you hear each other? Like, do you, did you have any sort of communication other no, than trying to no. yell at her through your mask? No, no, you, you got to do everything with hand signals. You can't even yell at it through a mask. I mean, you got to, you got a regulator in your mouth. Yeah. Breathing oxygen. You can't right. talk. Um, so anyway, we, we resurface, which is like not, again, it's not a thing. It's not like you just go down and you come back up. Like you have to it's come back up in a certain way. Yeah. Like you got to come back up certain slowly. You got to do safety stops, but we couldn't do that. So we just went up, we kind of went up a little bit slowly because you can't just fly up or you're going to blow out your eyeballs and your right. ears and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Um, you're going to get so the we bends. Go up to the top. Yeah. So we get up to the top and the surface and we pop up and where there's nobody, nobody around us, no boat, no people, nothing. What? And I'm like, well, we are dead. <laughs> like this is insane. And like far, far away, about a mile down, maybe I see, I could see, I think it was my, somebody turned out to be my sister. And then eventually we started looking a little bit more in the complete opposite direction. Like a mile away is the instructor. We're all like completely because the current is that crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And eventually the boat comes up in the distance and gets the instructor. It comes over to us. And like it's it's so windy and crazy, we can't even really get in the boat. And we gotta go over and get my sister, who's like a mile down. Hmm. So this the Mexican guy that run on the boat just throws a rope out of the boat and he's just like, hold on to this rope. And he drug you. And then, so we're hanging onto this rope and hanging onto the side of the boat as he is full hammered down on the throttle on this little fishing boat. And we're just like bashing against the side of the boat, bashing against the waves, hitting our head faces and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Like, you're just holding on because you're like, I can't, if I let go, I'm going to fly into the prop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we get over there and we picked up my sister. We all get in the boat and the instructor's like, and we were down underwater for maybe like five minutes, not even. She's like, okay, well, we want to do our second dive because we bought two dives. And they're each like a half an hour dives. And we're like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. No. No, thank you. I this don't. This is deadly dangerous. This isn't even like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, and there's nothing to see. Even if you wanted to see anything, you, there was nothing to see. Right. You couldn't see an inch in front of your face. What's the point? Yeah. So we went back and we tried to get our money back. They wouldn't give us our money back. Really? But there's nothing to see over there anyway. There's no reef. There's no fish. There's no nothing. There's nothing there. 
It's just like a blank ocean. Oh, you know what? That was the second dive. The first dive, we did go down to look at. Yeah, okay, that was the second dive. The first dive, we went down. We did go down, but we weren't down very long. And that's where we did the shipwreck. Okay, that's what it was. The first location was the so quote unquote shipwreck. Okay. And we get down to the bottom, which is just sand. And there was like a little piece of iron, maybe like six inches long. <laughs> no way. Are you and serious? Like, that's, that's it. That, that's a piece of a boat. For real? They did that to you? Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. And that was the second dive when we went down when we all got separated and all that craziness wow. happened. Yeah. See, that's not worth it to me. That none, no, no part of this some, is worth it to me. But oh man, I've been on some amazing dives. It's totally worth it. It's one of the best things in the world, scuba diving. Mm, it's amazing. I when we know. just did it, the last time we went to Mexico, we did it, and we were we were swimming around with giant sea turtles. That we would were, be cool. One time I, I dove in St. Lucia, we did a shipwreck, and it was legitimately like a real ship wrecked, but the whole ship was covered in reef, and you could kind of swim in and out of the ship and out through, you know, through the doors and stuff and all yeah. the fish are swimming all around you it was amazing yeah that and, would be oh, cool we dove once in costa rica where we were down diving all these amazing fish and the instructors like look up and we kind of roll over near your back and look up so it's bright because the you know the sun's up there but we right. were about 70 feet down and there were giant manta rays going over us like between us and the surface oh wow and they were a ways away from us obviously but they were huge and casting a big shadow you know, as they yeah. went across a whole school of them, it was amazing. So yeah, it's totally worth it. That part would be worth it. But the, the one single dive where you can't see anything, eh, that's not for me. Oh no, of course that was bullshit. Yeah. But that's not common. No, you just luck of the draw, I guess. I mean, when yeah, you go to these little day. shanty places and expect them to give you good quality dives, I mean, you went for the cheapest one, didn't you? Tell us the truth. No, it was the only dive shop like in the entire, it's like, it was like a deserted. I mean, there's nothing over on that coast. We were just there. That's silly. It wasn't like a tourist area. So they were like, it was a dive shop. They were trying to kind of like make it a tourist area or wanted it to be a tourist area. So this was kind of like a, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just a bad day or something, but whatever. Yeah. Bad currents. Yeah. Um, so it's the final of Snarf Madness, Chris. Did you know this? Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Snarf Madness. It is finale. the finale number. Like I said, Snarf Talk 73 is the finale of Snarf Madness 2020. Um, so I'm ready. Are you ready? Um, I am. We didn't have, we did not score any brackets because no, we figured you might as well wait till the finale is over because then we have all the picks in and then we can just do a final score. On yeah. Them. And the whole social distancing, I just assume you're diseased. I'm not going yeah. over there, but next week I'm going to assume you're not diseased and we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to start, uh, like soft, like what are, what are people calling it? Like where they start reopening stuff. Oh, a soft open. Is that what they're calling uh, it? In a restaurant and like in restaurants, they do that. They have a soft, well, we're going to start like reopening. If as, as society starts reopening, we're going to reopen snarf, our snarf talk studio yeah, next week. I think so. Which, I mean, we could have been, I think we could have been recording anyways, but whatever. We're safe. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, you have a uh, medical personnel in your house. I don't want to be around you. That's true. It's very true. And I don't blame you for that. I don't blame anybody for that because you never know, you know, what if she's asymptomatic and doesn't show any sign of it? We so. did stop by your house on We went on a bike ride. We stopped oh, by yeah. Your house. That's true. You were around. Our kids, so we already, our kids were like rolling around with each other. So yeah, we did the thing that everybody says not to do. Yeah, like, don't yes. go visit people. Don't. How was that? How meet. was that ride back? By the way. Um. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, because it's all uphill on the way back home. So I made it like halfway, and then um, back to the farm anyway, where we stashed Cash's bike because originally he was riding his own bike, and I have um, my bike has like a little tag along bike behind it that yeah. Cash can ride on. So it's like a little bike hook to my bike. So it's like a three-wheel bicycle. Yep. Um, so anyway, it was brutal getting back there. And I thought, I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, this is ridiculous that I am this out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's insane. It's only two miles each, probably each way. Right. Maybe a little, maybe two and a half miles each way. Um, so I'm like, I, there's no way I should be this out of shape to not be able to ride two miles on a bicycle. It's crazy. Yeah, but you're so like... You get, pulling another child too well i didn't think that would be that big of a deal because he's got pedals and yeah, he's, he's, he's pedaling yeah. and it does like propel a little bit mm-hmm. um and it's only pulling him on one extra wheel i mean how big of a difference could that possibly make true well then i dropped him off at the farm on his own bike got him off of mine yeah. tag along bike and i am just like i could have biked a hundred miles it was that much of a difference it's so much of a difference <laughs> i mean and cash is big like he's he a, is big, a kid. big kid yeah so he's probably like 75 80 pounds i don't know he's a no big kid. he's not that heavy yeah he, he's he's at least 70 pounds really he's tall and he's big yeah he's a big kid yeah he's like his he's taller than grady i think and grady's a year older than him um but i didn't think he weighed that much more than him yeah, I think he's like 70 pounds or so. But anyway, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Wow. I wouldn't think so because you are like, he is propelling himself a little bit because it's chained and geared to the wheel. Um, yeah, but it doesn't help at all. It does not. I mean, you can apparently. feel it. Like if you're going like, like just you get up some speed and you're just coasting and he's still pedaling, like you can feel it just barely like push you, like peck, peck right. at you almost. Right. <laughs> But it's not like it's nothing, huh? Yeah. So, anyways, you did uh, you did basically completely ignore all rules and regulations of local government and came over to our house. Um, well, we were all outside. Yeah, we were. We were all six feet apart. Our kids weren't really actually. They weren't really by each other. No, I mean, they were all staying pretty far apart. And we were outside in the wind. It's like all you got to worry about is people spitting on you, right? Yeah, they say that's the worst. That's worse, though. They don't want people riding bikes or running outside because uh, if, like, the winds come in, if someone's downwind of you, carries the virus down. Well, that's true. I could see that. I don't have the virus, though. I tested myself yesterday. You did? Yeah, I've got a four-hour test here at home. A machine? One of mm-hmm. those machines? That yeah. Are, like, gold? Found it on Amazon. Nice. It told me I was negative, so I'm not worried. I. When this all started, I thought for a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to go on eBay and just buy a ventilator just so like I have my own ventilator. <laughs> just like if I do get sick, I'll just bring my own you ventilator. Just take to the it hospital. with you. 
<laughs> well, I'm like, how much can a ventilator? They're, like, there's nothing to them, right? They're not like so super sophisticated. No, they are oh, very sophisticated. They're like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Which is like, kind yeah. of the reason why most governments are having an issue buying all of them. Yeah, but there's no reason they should cost that much. There's nothing to them, really. Well, I don't know. According to Trump, they're very intricate and like sophisticated. Yeah, that's what he says. Every single time. Well, I don't know. I guess he. Me either. As a, he probably. He's I'm probably of, a little more up to speed on it than I am. I'm glad <laughs> you didn't buy your own ventilator because you're just going to have that sitting around for a long time. Yeah. Turns out we don't really need them right now. No. Not at all. Okay. Last round of. Final round of Snarf Madness. I have Batman versus Swamp Thing in the final round. And I have. Spider-Man versus Batman. Um, who go, who goes first here? Because I, well, uh, I literally haven't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. It's on the fly completely. So you mine can is go too. first. I, I've been staring at my bracket, um, for over an hour, and I've been thinking about it for the last week. No joke, all the time, because I really do have a hard time picking this i mean batman well, has, that's just come on, that's just silly i, I don't, don't believe you for a second i don't think it is batman's always been my my go-to my number one but swamp thing has come up so strong in the last 10 years or maybe even i'd say like 13 years um because i i watched swamp thing as a kid all the time too i used to i had on vhs the original swamp thing tv show that they had out um when Facebook was first created and we all first joined Facebook, like in 2005 or whenever it was five or six, um, I, my, my description of myself was the monologue, like the opening monologue of the swamp thing TV show. And it's like, I am the swamp and it's like this big monologue. And I typed it all out as the description for me. And that's what I put. And I think back of all these things, and I've always had Swamp Thing in my life just as much as I have Batman. And then I started looking up articles between Batman and Swamp Thing because I couldn't necessarily decide who wins this, even though I am, again, such a Batman fan. Um, And there was, I mean, everything comes up with, like, who's more powerful than the next? And that's not what I was looking for. Uh, but almost everything puts that and Swamp Thing is one of the most powerful like uh, superheroes in the DC universe anyways Um, so it wasn't really quite a matchup but I don't know at the end of the day between Swamp Thing and Batman I mean I, I think I have to go with the predictable pick even though I honestly don't want to I want to be I want to put Swamp Thing in the as my champion i i do but i feel like there'd be so much backlash because I, I would be doing something that is you know out of the norm or out of my norm i guess so well, I, I don't know why you're even considering that so i am it's your you, bracket i know it's my bracket i just um yeah i it has to go to batman it does it has to go to batman so i think it's 
if I could tie, if I could make a tie, I would, but there's no ties. It's a clear winner. It has to be Batman. Swamp Thing's number two. Uh, maybe next year that'll change. I don't know. But <laughs> um, it just, yeah, it has to go to Batman. There's so, many, there's so many other ties that I have to Batman throughout my entire life. I mean, everything in comic books has surrounded, in my life, has surrounded Batman. Everything about comics revolves around that character. And, uh, I mean, I base stories off of Batman, you know, like I always say, when I say like, I like daredevil so much and I like moon Knight so much, I always say, Oh, it's like a Batman type character. I don't say it's like a swamp thing type character. Cause it's not, it's like a Batman type character because they're going for that like dark and broody and rich person that's fighting crime. Like there's so many stories that are based off of this and everything that I love in comics stems from Batman. So, um, it has, it has to go to, it has to go to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love uh, swamp thing as well, myself, I mean, in the story department, I don't really know that it even matches up. I mean, the saga of swamp thing is amazing. And there's some other really, really amazing swamp thing things, but the, the volume of Batman material that's, Oh, it's just so you much. know beyond compare is yeah. is significant. So I mean, out of those two, I think he made the right decision. Well, I wasn't looking for your input at all on my picks, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be because that's what's I know. most important here. That's true. Um, so Batman for you, it is Batman is number one out of all of those characters, and I guess we won't recount too much more on. You know, we talked about last week, we kind of went over with all these characters of like what are favorite iterations and what things you can check out. I think we'll just we can quickly say again for Swamp Thing, the main thing probably to start with would be the saga of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. It's collected now or you can buy the individual trade paperbacks for Batman. um, There's a plethora that we've mentioned, but I know last week we said some of the main ones to get would be the new 52 Scott Snyder run. Frank Miller's um, Year One, Batman Year One. Um, those would be good. Play- or in the, in the Long Halloween. Yeah, Long by Halloween. Jeff Hush. Loeb. Hush. Yeah. Any of those. Hush of those and Long Halloween are both by Jeff Loeb. Um, uh, the Dark Knight is great with Frank Miller, but I don't know if it's a great starting point for Batman just because it's like such a different story and kind of also like end of his career. You know, you could say like The Killing Joke by Alan Moore, but it's kind of more of a joker story so yeah. um you know I, w- I would definitely go with i'd probably go with long halloween or scott snyder and if you're a video game person you need to get all of the arkham games yeah the arkham games those, are amazing that's a great place too those are incredible batman stories i think yeah um for sure so th- that's something and then i just recently watched uh well i mean i guess i could put it in what we're watching but i'll just talk about it now is the justice league dark um, did you watch that? I did. And boy, it's so good. Like everything yeah, really about good. it was so good. And I really like the parts with uh, Swamp Thing when Swamp Thing shows up and what, how they use him in that, in that movie. And then Constantine's in there and everything about it is just very good. And I love how like Batman's like the, sh- the got a shitty attitude all the time. I think it's hilarious because he like shows up to meetings and then he just leaves. And I'm like, well, that's. Batman, there, there he goes. <laughs> it's just an all, like an all around very good movie. 
And DC just does such a good job at their animated movies, and I don't know why they can't translate to like live action film. Why do, I don't know. Why? What are they doing? You know, yeah. you can draw all of that stuff and create the story for it. Somebody wrote it, obviously. Like you get the same freaking writers that do your animated stuff and make people act the at like the the shit out of that. You know. Frankly, I'm happy just seeing the animated versions. I don't really even care. Oh, I love. Yeah, I love the animated versions too. It's just that I mean, I'm just talking about all of the shit live action stuff that they've been putting out. It doesn't make any sense, you know. Right. Well, my championship comes down to the big Marvel versus the big DC. I know this is huge versus. Batman. So real and, quick, I I super I, I honestly don't know if I know what you're gonna pick. I th- I think I do. I think I'm I'm pretty sure what you're gonna pick. But this is kind of like up in the air, really. I, I I've been struggling with this pick for the whole week. You know, I've been thinking about it back and forth. I've been weighing options. So I've definitely put the effort in to considering this and I, I still don't necessarily have it all nailed out. So we're going to work through it right here a little bit. Um, when it comes down to picking my picking this pick, you got to go, you got to, you got to weigh all the evidence, right? So sure. you got to go with yeah. comics, right? Um, Spider-Man's been around for a long, long, long time. Not quite as long as Batman, but um, just about Batman's been around for a long, long, long time. If you go by comics purely by the story aspect of it, um, they're just completely different. Now, there's been everything under the sun done with Batman. There's been everything under the sun done with Spider-Man. Yes. But um, there's been amazing stories written about Spider-Man. There's been amazing stories written by Batman. The more um, There's been more amazing stories written on Batman. Definitely, I think. Yeah, a little there's more There's also been depth. more better art for Spider-Man. Um, yeah because it's it lends itself to art a little bit better but you know there's also been depends on the art you want though they're just completely different too i mean right one's they, it's very more different. of a fun light superhero not always i mean it's not always fun and light but for the most part it's more superhero-y and one's a little more dark and gritty so they're different so you know if you're going by comics you probably got to give the edge to batman but it's pretty close if you're going by movies, because there's been just about as many Spider-Man movies as there has been Batman movies. Yeah. And there's been a lot of bad Batman movies, and there's been a couple of good ones. Yes. There's been a, a lot of really good Spider-Man movies and a couple bad ones. Um, but, you know, ultimately, probably the best of all of those is probably The Dark Knight. So maybe the best, yes. the best movie um, would be that movie. But as a whole... You know, it's hard to argue. The Spider-Man movies have amazing special effects all the way through. Really incredible story. Um, They're different in tone. They're fun. And then when you throw in the whole Spider-Verse movie, which was incredible, um, I think I got to give the edge to the movie universe to Spider-Man, frankly. If I'm just going off my preference. Honestly, I would agree with you completely on that because the only thing... I mean, I love the original Batman, like Batman 89... I like that movie a lot. I like uh, uh, Batman Returns. I like that movie a lot too, even though they're cheesy and corny and whatnot. Um, Batman Begins is a good starting point for Batman, I think, but it wasn't the greatest film. Dark Knight is one of the best films 
created, I think. And I mean, a lot of people agree with that. There's IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes have that movie scored as one of the best movies of all time. And it clearly is, if you watch it, the way it's structured, the way it's put together, like all of the story is so good. Then the third Batman movie just doesn't, you know, uh, Dark Knight Rises, it doesn't hold much weight there. It's it's good. I, I enjoy it thoroughly, but that's really all you have to work off of. All of the movies in the 90s for Batman are very corny, um, and I don't even, I mean, I don't consider them like serious films to be honest, right. like, um, even though, and then you get a, all those Superman or, uh, Spider-Man movies that came out, uh, they get dogged on a lot, like all the Sam Raimi ones, but I enjoy those movies a well, lot. I mean, Spider-Man one and two don't get dogged on just three. Spider-Man two is widely considered one of the best comic book movies of all time. And, and it um, is. And then obviously homecoming and far from home are incredible movies. Unbelievable. Into the spider verse is an incredible movie. That's what I was going to say. Once you throw into the spider verse in there, I mean, the quality of all of those movies, you know, Homecoming, Far From Home, Into the Spider-Verse alone just trump basically everything Batman's done except for Dark Knight. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, right. so by far, I would say Spider-Man movies are just uh, above yeah. Batman. And, and it's a different, again, you can just do so much more in a Spider-Man movie. There's special yeah. effects-wise, you know, it's just yeah. a more interesting thing. Um, if you're going for animation, um, again, it's, it's probably 50, 50. I mean, I know you got the main, the main ones for Batman would be the animated series, which was great. Um, and then you have, wait, 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 all it's the, not just great. It is the greatest. It's great. It's a great series. And then you have, you know, it's a great kids series. You, um, and then you, it's an adult it series. Is. You watch that. You're gonna watch that all back now as an I, adult. I have Batman the animated series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a good. It's a good series for sure. I mean, it's it's great. But you got that. You got the obviously the DC animated movies of Batman. Have there's been a lot of really good ones. There's been a lot of really shitty ones too. But there's oh, been yeah. a lot of really 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 good ones. So that's been good. But but Spider Man's also had a really good animated. I mean, there's been a lot of really good Spider Man shows whether it be the 90s show, whether it be Ultimate Spider-Man, which ran for a long time. Um, there's been like four other animated Spider-Man iterations. They're all good. The mm-hmm. new one that's running now um, is really, really good. Um, that's still on currently. Those for like kids animations, those are really good. Um, so, I mean, on the I'd probably, honestly, for me, I would probably give the edge to animation to Spider-Man just because, you know, there's been a lot of it. I don't there's know. Been a lot of different shows. They're all very good. But I, you know, there's all Batman: The Brave and the Bold was a really good show. There's been other good Batman movies too. Uh, Batman Beyond was a good show. Mask of the Phantasm. It, yeah, I mean, I consider that the animated series, basically. Well, it's a movie. Yeah, but it's part of the same the people uni- in the same part of the style. same universe. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I'd say they're neck and neck. I guess maybe. I, I mean, for me, I would say for me, I'd probably give that the edge. The Spider-Man animation's more aimed at children. The Batman animation has done a lot more aimed at adults, especially when you get into The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight, yes. part one and two. So I guess I'd probably give the edge to Batman in that respect for that. Um, you know... So at, at the, the end, end of the day... The, at the end of the day, I kind of guess it, you got to throw in the whole aspect of personal preference, too. 
So at the end of the day, I think uh, if I weigh everything, I have to go with Spider-Man. I'm going with Spider-Man. See, that's uh, I th- I didn't think you were. I thought you were going to go with Batman. I really did think you were going to choose Batman as the champion for you. But uh, honestly, I didn't know. And I knew you loved yeah. Spider-Man so much. I got to go with Spider-Man because um, of all those things I just said, I think a lot of those things, the movies, the animation, I'd, I'd give the edge probably to Spider-Man. The comics, I'd give the edge to Batman just a little bit, though. I mean, I like reading Spider-Man in the comics. I, I like that style and the visuals and everything about it. But I love reading Batman, too. Um, at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to who do I enjoy more as a comic book character and a superhero? Yeah. And there is a lot of joy in Spider-Man there. There is, it's a story. Yes. It's a story about a, um, a kid or a young adult or a teenager. There's a lot of different iterations, somebody that's unsure of themselves and has a lot of self-esteem issues and a lot of internal issues to walk around. But at the end of the day, there's also a lot of joy. There's also a lot of uh, a person that is just amazed to have these powers and it's fun and is having fun with them and is even having fun as he's fighting crime. And he actually has real superpowers that make him, you know, and not just little superpowers, like massive superpowers, you know, yeah. that and the way they kind of morph that whole world into its own universe and expand, you know, into the totality of the Spider-Verse and multiple dimensions and all different things. And there's different iterations of Spider-Man. There's, you know, iron spider, there's uh, all the different Spider-Man iterations. And, um, it's just a, to me, I feel like it's a funner, more interesting universe and a funner and more interesting or more fun. I should say an interesting character ultimately that Batman who Batman has had some great stories written about him. He's a great character, but at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's more a little more one note maybe it's kind of a little bit uh i can see that yeah it's a it's a one track thing and that track is a track that i really love but you know and and you know and that's the way i feel about batman is that it it is a one track like a one note type story but gosh i don't want it any different you know that's what i want right. from batman that's all i ever expect and if i get something different i feel like it's wrong um which which like, is just my closed mind like opinion of Batman, but I feel like this is right. I, I think this is this is absolutely right of our comic book worlds. Like I completely see you having Spider Man as the champion and obviously I me having Batman. It just this feels right as the champions to me. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean, and I've always been kind of a Marvel guy. You've always kind of been a DC guy. Absolutely. I kind of like the light and fun. You kind of like the dark and broody. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Snarf, Snarf Madness 2020 is complete. We have two champions, Batman and Spider-Man. So we will get all of the scores done and out on the next episode where Chris yeah, and I are on probably. The next episode and we'll announce, uh, who won and what they're going to win and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have all of that totaled and out to you. We'll put it out on our social media too, uh, after we record the episode. Um, so that's it, man. This is a little bit different snarf madness than last year, huh? Yeah, for sure. 
I, I, I'm excited. Like I, I can't wait to do it again next year and figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. Cause we're not going to do the same thing again. I, if you guys are just following, you didn't follow along last year. We did some, I mean, we did a uh, top 10 or no, we did a uh, top fantasy, right? Fantasy. Yeah. Movies. Was it sci-fi and fantasy, sci-fi fantasy, comic book genre type movies of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And then this year we did top comic book characters. And then next year we'll do something completely different. So it's not the same thing over and over again. Right. Yeah, it was really fun this year. I liked it. A lot of people were uh, have been texting me and asking me about about scores. They want to know like where they're scored oh, yeah. out. But I, I think they know. I mean, a- after listening to the episodes, they can follow along on their own bracket and see um, where they're at. But yeah, like I said, we'll give you the scores next week. Uh, on it's the new fun episode. getting people's comments on you know, being pissed off at us for this or that. Yeah. You know, Alex was talking about um, certain picks he disagreed with. And Nolan, I know, has been te- uh, messaging us. I don't know if you get on Patreon much, oh, but yeah. he's been messaging us on uh, how his bracket got screwed up. I think he had one thing out in the first round. And that was I think silly. my Ghostbusters run kind of screwed a lot of people up. It did. It screwed it's me up neighbor. thinking about your bracket. If I, w- if I had to score a bracket, I would have never put that out there. I wouldn't have put Harry Potter in front of a couple of them either, but you know. Yeah, I think if we do next year, maybe we could do like it would be cool to do like movie characters, not necessarily comic book characters. Although we could throw some in because it'd be fun to put in some like Star Wars characters and like oh, Indiana yeah. Jones and like things like that. That would be really good. That would yeah. be really good, and that's hard to pick. I mean, that's hard to because we don't talk about those as much about what we love because we're so based in comic books, like. We talk a lot about movies, but to try to rank that stuff and and put it in a bracket form, that's hard to pick. Yeah, that would be hard. So, um, so we could do like nerd, not not nerd movies, but like um, yeah, like genre movies, but not including comic book movies. So like, um, we could either do movies or characters. I don't know if you guys got some suggestions. Let us know of what we should do next year. I know we got a long time before that comes but yeah we got a year assuming we all survive the impending covid apocalypse well that's uh awfully negative of you (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to talk about um so when we went to c2e2 we met a lot of people from the podcast world because we went to a podcast meetup um and there is one guy that i had talked to and, and you were there for it and he has a podcast that i have started listening to uh, frequently, uh, and they he's up in Yorkville, re- relatively close to us, right up the road, and he has a podcast called Mister Wiggly's Moist and Happy Friendship Garden. Okay, <laughs> that's it's a mouthful, but it's a sketch comedy show. So in the episodes, they're anywhere from thirty to thirty minutes to an hour long, and uh, most of them don't ever go up to an hour, but it's multiple little sketches and they're all pretty funny so i started listening to it and i you know i i just was pretty neutral on the show at first i just wanted to see what it was about and i gotta tell you i'm listening to it on the way to work and on the way home and most of the sketches that they're doing are making me laugh out loud in in the vehicle and i was pleasantly surprised at how funny a lot of them were and it's stuff that I've always wanted to do so I had I've talked to him and um he invited both of us up there to to do whatever we could record 
uh, episodes with them because they're always looking for people to record and they're always looking for people to write uh, sketches. So I want to get involved with this so bad because it's a really good show. I think it's really funny. Every episode's obviously different with different sketches and they have specials that come out. Since this whole COVID thing, he's had some special episodes come out that uh, had never been released before and decided to release them. And it's really fun, and I want to get involved with this. What are your feelings? Really, because he's emailed us a couple times, and you never email him back. Not the same guy. It's oh, two, oh, that's that's different two different guy? people. No, I got to I gotta email the other guy back. That's the guy that does the, uh, the online web comics. This, oh, no, 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 no. That guy, what's, who's the guy that has the podcast? What's his name? Which, which one? We talked to multiple people. So this guy has a podcast and he has not emailed us. I Facebook messaged him and talked to him there. Um, and he's going to get back. He said he was going to get back to me. The other guy is with the web comics. So you did that three minute uh, sketch. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. The other guy, Eric something, had emailed us. Eh, well, never mind. Yeah, he works with the guy that did the, the sketch, the three-minute sketch. Oh, okay. So they're the same, like they work for the same people. That's the guy we need to get with too, because he wants, to, or we could have him as a guest, which will hopefully happen in the future. But this, this sketch comedy show sounds very intriguing to me, and I would like to be a part of it. So if you guys are looking for a new podcast to listen to, uh, check out Mr. Wiggly's uh, what was it? It's a long one. I, I got to look at it every single time. Cause I can't remember all of it. It's Mr. Wiggly's moist and happy friendship garden. Yes. Okay. We're going to check that out. That it, sounds awesome. Yeah. It, I would totally be down to do something like that. So they're closed down right now. They're not recording while this is going on. Um, well, he keeps putting banking. out episodes. So, okay. I thought you said they were like banked episodes or something. He, he was putting out extras, um, oh, okay. because everybody's stuck at home. So he's putting out extra content for people to listen to because you, you know, everybody's stuck doing nothing. So in saying that, if you are stuck doing nothing, listen to snarf talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've got 73 episodes. If you're behind, check them out because we've got some good content too. Yeah, for sure. All right, what are we getting on to? You got some news? We got to do what, some what we're watching, or where do you want to go from here? Yeah, so we got some what you're watching, but I also read an article. So when I was researching all this stuff about Batman and Swamp Thing, I stumbled upon an article that it they just had a, a it was like a versus article, and it was up on Reddit and uh, another website, but it was a bunch of people commented, and it was a versus between uh, Batman and Swamp Thing versus Groot and Iron Man. And it intrigued me, so I click on it, and I start reading some of the comments, and then I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, this really isn't, this really isn't a matchup. And I know you're a Marvel guy, but when you think about it, Groot is plant matter, right? Yeah. And Swamp Thing controls all plant matter. So Groot's basically out of the question here. Like... I don't know. I don't know that much about Groot, really, honestly, like what his power set is. So I'm not really clear on. After reading all of it, like I, I what read about Iron Man and Man Thing versus Swamp Thing and I think Batman. that I think that would be a better, um, yeah, because they're kind challenge. of similar characters, right? One of them's got to be a ripoff of the other. Yes, but Groot is not, and 
to be well, on. I would totally, I would take Iron Man and Groot all day over something and Batman. No way. There's no possible way. There's literally no possible way they, that I think Swamp Thing alone could beat both of those people easily. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Batman has beaten uh, Swamp Thing, so he has. And that's the thing is like he, anything Groot can really throw at Batman. He's basically handled with um, uh, Poison Ivy. Yeah, that's true. Because Poison Ivy's thrown everything you could think of about plant material towards him. Um, and he's handled that stuff. But again, Swamp Thing can control everything that involves plant matter or growing. And he can right. also he can also be up to he in in the comics he's been up to like fifty different beings at one time. Because he yeah, doesn't he, have to be the same person. Yeah, and he can also like um I don't know, he can do a bunch of stuff. Like he can like be on other planets and stuff too. Like right. I don't even know how that works. He I don't, is literally like a, a deity almost. Yeah. Omnipotent. Yeah. He he is like everything. So yeah, it's not really that big of a challenge, but it was a huge discussion about this. If you ever look it up, like they're uh, reading through the comments, there are well, very I've heard, few. I've definitely heard Iron Man versus Batman arguments. And, yeah. You know, we've heard that go back and forth. I, I don't know. I honestly, and I was just joking earlier. I mean, obviously, Iron Man is much more powerful um, than Batman, but like there's so many vulnerabilities in Iron Man. And that's like Batman's MO is like finding vulnerabilities. And right. being able to take advantage of those. And if he can find ways to take down the entire Justice League, pretty sure he can find a way to take down Iron Man just by like even like a software glitch or like a computer. You know, so I mean, like that that was some of the argument is that they were saying that they're not this doesn't give enough time for Batman to figure out how to beat these people. So they said, like originally, if you think of the the verses and who's like matched up against who you would immediately think like Batman and Iron Man are going to fight. And then, and then Swamp Thing and Groot. But in reality, one guy put in there, he said, Iron Man is going to choose uh, to fight Swamp Thing right off the bat. Cause he's the bigger, badder person and he needs to take him down first, you know, rather than uh, a man in a bat suit hiding in the dark. Like he's going to go right after Swamp Thing right off the bat. Batman's going to go after Groot and he's going to handle Groot. However, he handled, like I said, uh, uh, poison Ivy. And if he can hold off him for a long, long enough time, you know, Iron Man can do whatever he wants against Swamp Thing. He can basically blow him up. He can blow up Swamp Thing right off the bat. And he's going to come back as, you know, three different people if he wants to, or he could be in a version of Groot, but it's still Swamp Thing. And I mean, I, it it's depends on like the iteration of Swamp Thing. I mean, there's been comics like the Alan Moore run where he's handled easily, like by a group of guys. He's like frozen, right? Yeah, because that's the first creation of him. Like he's just learning his powers. So yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it could be that way. You know, before he ever really taps into all of it. I just thought it was a cool article to read. Um, a different type of versus thing. But yeah. again, I'm I have to go with the DC side there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Marvel side. Of course you would. Um, I also recently got the they just released volume three of Daredevil, so of the Chip Zdarsky run. He's been cranking out 
uh, different or issue after issue of Daredevil, and they finally put out Volume Three, and I just got that. So that's something I'm going to read here pretty quick. I haven't got to it yet, but um, I pre-ordered it a long time ago, and it just came out. So that's something I'm going to read here real soon because I got plenty nice. of time on my hands. <laughs> You got any news? I don't have any news. No, I got some what what I've been watching. But yeah, if you got any more news, we can do no, that. No, that, that's all I wanted to talk about, really. All right. Um, I just got a couple of things I've been watching. Nothing too serious here. I did. I'm caught up. Like I've been continuing to watch Dave. There was a new episode out. Um, oh, I didn't. I haven't watched it. Okay. I won't talk about it. It's really, really good. I thought it was really, really, really good. Is it the, the one after we disagreed on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I haven't watched that. So I really, again, I, it's just one of my favorite shows that's on right now. So that's a, it's fun. fun. I've been watching, um, I've kind of been like in that mode where I haven't really started any shows and I don't want to get sucked into anything right away because I'm, I, it's a busy season for me. Um, but I did, so I, I'm just looking for like dumb things to watch. Sure. So I've been watching on Disney plus, uh, life below zero which is like a reality show about like people that live way up North in Alaska. Oh yeah. That's a guy. Uh, one of those guys was on Joe, he was Rogan. On Joe Rogan. Yeah. So the show like flips between like four or five different people and, and they all like live in different areas. And that's on Disney plus, huh? Yeah. The whole it's, I, I, first of all, I started watching it cause I'm like, Oh, okay. There, I thought there was like, for some reason I thought there was like three seasons and there were like 10 episodes a season. No, there's like 14 seasons. Oh, jeez. And it is not good. It's not good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not a good show. I mean, there's certainly some things that are totally very interesting. Yeah. And like, there is a lot of interesting things going on, but it is like a classic reality show where like, you know, they keep repeating themselves over and over and over again. Right. And like every time they come back from a commercial, now granted there's no commercials on Disney Plus, but they you could they still have the commercial breaks in there because it was sure. a television show. You know, they like repeat the last 30 seconds from before the commercial again. Yeah. But when you don't have the commercial, that really makes it really infuriating. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that type of stuff and just a lot of like repetitiveness and maybe it's cause I'm only on like the second season, but it is interesting. Like definitely some of the people are, uh, that are on there are very interesting. And like, I, I always think it's fun to watch people use ingenuity in situations where they don't have all the resources that we have available to us. And so I think that's pretty cool. That Glenn guy, um, I just he was just he wasn't in the first season. He started being in in the second season, and I think later on the show becomes like a little more about him. Um, but there's some other interesting characters on there too. But he's pretty interesting. I don't know. He just kind of goes up there and just lives in like a hut and just walks around and haunts and it, it, it doesn't really like. I don't really know why why he's doing this, but apparently well, I mean, that's he, what he wants to do. Yeah, he gave the explanation on the Joe Rogan podcast on why he wanted to do it. He's it was something he's always wanted to do, like remove himself from like today's day and age and just live off the grid. And he does it. It's just weird because he's got like a family. He's got like a wife and kids, and they live in Fairbanks. And like during the summer, he leaves and he goes back. To Isn't Fairbanks that weird? Because he can't survive in the summer. Because he's got no way to preserve food. You know, if he shoots meat, it yeah. rots. He doesn't have a refrigerator. So 
he's got to dig you you he i thought he dug down into the ground to keep like a refrigerator almost because yeah, it stays so a, cold underground up there he has like a sod room he calls it which is like a it's like a cave type thing that's covered in sod yeah that he keeps stuff in but i think anything in the summer is going to get flies or larvae or bugs in it so he, he leaves in the summer and he walks back out he's 60 miles from the highway or from the road from a road so he walks out that 60 miles takes him like four days um and wow it's just crazy because this whole episode is him walking back and he walks back and he didn't really bring any food with him he had a little bit of food but what always strikes me whenever he's on there is he is always covered in mosquitoes when i say covered i mean thousands of mosquitoes really at all times swarming him biting him landing on him and he just is ignoring it's crazy how many mosquitoes this guy has on him that immediately makes me bother itch. him like it immediately yeah. makes me itch i could not i could not stand that i would but never be one, able to do that the one guy i like is like this guy and his wife they live it's they don't live that far from town but there's no roads that access them i don't know if they're on an island or something so they have to like boat everything in but he's got like a little bulldozer and he's got like a little he's got some machines out there and they have like a house you know and they have like a farm and in the winter they do everything with dog sleds but in the summer they gotta boat everything in so like he's trying to build a new house and he's got like a spot over on the other side where it's 14 miles up river and he lands there and he's got like a little lot that must be like have access to town you know and he's got like a telehandler that stays there so he'll take his boats He's got like two little old army barges, but like little ones. And he'll hook them up in front of his like little fishing boat, push them over there. He like ties them together with beams. Yeah. And he loaded up like he needs gravel to put a found to build a foundation. So he like loads up with his telehandler, like, I don't know, 10 tons of gravel on these boats. And then just like pushes them down the river on these little barge boats gets to the other end and he's got this little tiny old ass bull it's got to be from like the 1940s or 50s this bulldozer (laughs) and he like builds this like uh jig like crane rig off the back of it yeah with like a winch and he hooks him up to the bags of gravel and like winches them up and then drives the bulldozer up (laughs) it's just crazy and then like the first one he was doing he hooked his two boats together with beams because he went and he bought a sawmill like a big sawmill. Okay. Like on, you know, on tires. Yeah. And it's a big, big sawmill. And he loads it up on these two boats, like perched on these beams. It's crazy. Isn't it just weird how, like, why people would want to live this way? Like, why? Like, you could just, you know, that lot where you got the telehandler? Just build your house there. Exactly. Like, just do it there instead of having to go across the river on boats and rafts and barges. And I, I just don't understand it, really. I don't understand it. And then there's this lady that's really annoying, but she's, like, way far up. Like, it's far north in, in Alaska. A lot of these other people are, like, mid-Alaska. Okay. Um, like that Glenn guy and this other guy. Um, this, this chick has a camp that's, like, on the north, north, north part of Alaska. And she like evidently worked there for like one year and then bought the camp, but really has no idea what she's doing for the most part. Okay. It seems like, um, and basically it's just a bunch of trailers, like containers that are like converted into trailers. Yeah. 
that are just out in the middle of nowhere and there's a runway and it's basically like a refueling station. And she just lives there. Yeah, she just lives there through the winter and like all the time. Planes will land and re Yeah, pretty much, I think. And like planes will land and refuel there. And that's about it. And some, you know, and if a plane lands and refuels there, the person that's flying that plane might need to like stay there for like a couple days to for weather or whatever reason. Okay. Or there'll be like um scientific expeditions that come up to do stuff that'll just like stay in there. It's just a weird it's weird. It sounds like a weird show. <laughs> so I've been watching that a little bit and I think I'm done watching that now. Um I started watching uh The Leftovers on HBO. Never watch that. Um, I think it's like, who did that? I think it's Damon Lindelof did that show. The guy that did Watchmen. Yeah, was that the, Damon that's, yeah that's the same guy. Yeah, he did, uh, he did The Leftovers. I only watched the first couple episodes. It was interesting. It's like 2% of the world's population just like disappears overnight, like immediately. Kind of like the rapture. Okay. But it doesn't have any, not a religious thing, I don't yeah. think. Like indiscriminately, 2%. Like old people with babies prisoner anybody i mean two percent doesn't feel like that much it isn't and that's what like a lot of the show's about it's like it's not enough people that it like significantly affects like the daily lives but it does affect the whole world because like happened all over the world and like things are just fucked up because of it so i've been watching that it's kind of interesting i don't know um the main one that i've been watching and catching up on which i just kind of forgot about crazy enough and so I was a bunch of episodes behind is, um, the clone war, the new season, of clone Wars. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Is it? It is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, the beginning of the part of the season was like pretty good. So like the first several episodes I've kind of talked about, those were more about like, um, the clones and they were fine. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Whatever. So then it's from the last, like the last four or five episodes, like the middle to the end of the se- season is all about Ahsoka Tano, basically. 100%. Oh, nice. After she left the Jedi Order and like what she's doing now. And she's freaking awesome. And it's <laughs> really fun to watch. And just in the last episode, I'm on the last couple here. And I don't know how many are left in the season, but she just got hooked up with the uh, uh, Mandalorians. Oh, and yeah. They're going to basically transition the show right into um, right into uh, Revenge of the Sith. Sure. And into the whole Mandalorian war thing that takes basically the beginning. Like they're going to do the Mandalorian war that happens in the history of the show, the Mandalorian. So they're tying it right into Mandalorian so that they can. They're going to obviously since, directly in. since they're bringing her in ep- uh, season two. They're going to make that a tie into that, right? Yeah. And they make Ahsoka freaking badass. That's it's awesome. Great. I need to watch it. I haven't watched any of that. So I need to. Yeah. It's fun. Definitely check it out. And they're short. I mean, they're 20, 30 minute episodes. I don't even think they're 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. Cause I think they were made for, I don't know if they were using the scripts from when it was a TV show. Right. But it seems like they're half an hour with commercial breaks taken out hmm, nice so that'd be what 20 22 minutes something like that yeah pretty much um is that all you got that's all i've been watching yeah um i honestly haven't been watching anything of note 
Like, I, I don't know if I've really watched anything this last week. Nothing comes to mind. I haven't watched anything new. Um, I did finish those two movies I was talking about, uh, The Sisters, Brothers, and Molly's Game, and I liked them. They were good movies. Um, I, if you were looking for a movie to watch, I think those are good to watch. Um, the Western one, uh, The Sisters, Brothers, it's good. I thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. Just very one note. Um, and, you know, it just starts off on a path and it continues until it ends. And right. it's good. John C. Riley is an incredible actor. I think he completely outacts um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is the other main character. I, I just think it was the characters in general, but I there was just more to the character of John C. Riley's. Like he was really um, like battling on why they were these bounty hunter type people. Like they just were hired to kill people is basically what they did. And he was, he wanted to like have a family and he wanted to settle down and like actually have a life instead of just wandering around and getting like, he kind of got gypped out of money from his brother on a lot of these things. And he was just sick of it. So it's, it's him like wanting to get into a normal life and, and stop doing what they're doing. Um, and his, uh, his character was just so much better and his acting is out of this world. Like you think of John C. Riley as this goofy guy that, uh, you know, in Step Brothers and, uh, Talladega Nights and, um, all these other movies, Dewey Cox, uh, what's that, what's that movie called? Dewey Cox, um, Walk Hard. Walk Hard, which is a great movie, by the I way. I just saw him in something with Will Ferrell. Oh, the Sherlock Holmes one. I've heard that's like one of the worst movies ever. It's not that bad. It's pretty funny. Really? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I'll have to see it then because I've heard it's, I mean, it's absolutely not great, terrible. But I, whatever. I mean, it's Will Ferrell and yeah. um, John C. Riley. I mean, they're funny no matter what. Right. I, I agree. That's what Don't I originally watch thought watch a of. movie like that expecting it to be Oscar cinema. worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those two things were good. Um, other than that, I really haven't watched much. What I've been getting into a lot, and it's kind of funny, it's really dumb on why I enjoy this game so much, but it's literally just Farming Simulator. Oh, no. I play it all the time. And I love it. Damn it, Jerry. It's such a time waster. It's ridiculous as to why I would like this. It's so dumb when you, like, if I saw somebody sitting there playing this, I'd be like, that's really dumb. That's me. I do it. You need to stop it. I need to stop this. Why? It's so fun. Like, that's what I want to do after we're done recording is play that game. Really? What are you playing it on? Xbox. See, I, I I know some other people that are like really really into it. Really? Um, yeah, for sure, definitely. One of the guys that works for me is like obsessed with it. It's so fun. And you can like, and I don't I play don't it realistically. It. I, don't it. I don't play it realistically at all. I just want to have big equipment and just farm all over, and that's what I do. And it's it it is a complete time waster. Like it, four hours will just fly by playing that game. And I've completed nothing. And it's What's the so point fun. of it? I don't get it. You just run a farm. You ever done that before? Yeah, man. I don't need to do any more of that. <laughs> but you could do it as unrealistic as you want. Or you could do like be all, all cattle. Or you could do forestry. Or you could do anything. 
I don't want to do any so of that. so fun. No interest whatsoever. Well, I got Farming Simulator 19 uh, the other day because I was playing Farming Simulator 17, but the newest one is 19. Oh, so I got gosh, 17. Jeez. I, I know. I was old school. and um, But I got 19 recently, so I'm, there's a new learning curve there, new maps. So it never stops raining. And uh, no, it didn't. It hasn't rained yet, actually. But that would be a nightmare. I would probably turn off rain if that, if that was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I used to play Sim Farm a lot. Remember Sim Farm? Yeah, absolutely. I love that game. It was, was the was original. Great. That wasn't my favorite Sim game, though. My favorite Sim game was Sim Ant. I I didn't ever play that. I, I oh never played my god that. that game rocked you were an ant and you had like an ant colony and you built the colony yeah and you had to get across the yard so you could build like your colony underground but then you'd pop up and you'd go around the, and then you could get call all your ants together to like attack well you'd have to go find food to bring it down to the queen to expand yeah. your colony but you could like attack like a caterpillar and then like eat have your guys all come and like eat the caterpillar wow or you could get like totally in a huge battle with a spider and they just kick the shit out of you. But if you had like a huge <laughs> colony, you could take down the spider. Um, and then like, you'd have to watch out like on the bigger map because the guy's mowing his yard. So you got to make sure like, Oh, that you don't get sucked up. Totally mess, mess stuff up. I used to play that game all the time. I love that game, but I love Sim farm too. And I love Sim city. I loved all those Sim games. I mean, I love Sim city. That was one of my favorite games too. Well, this is basically the exact same thing, only better because it's newer and up to date. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I just I don't think I'd be into those kind of a sim games anymore. No, you've grown out of that stuff. Take, they they just take like so much time and energy that I would prefer to play if I'm going to play a game. Like I want a a story like i don't even know that some of my favorite most favorite games in the world were like civilization and like yeah. uh age of empires was a huge one uh warcraft those types of games those i don't know what, what do you call those types of games but um yeah, i don't know anyway those were like always some of my favorite games i still love to play them not that long ago not that many years ago i used to play online at age of empires 2 with some other um people from the area and uh yeah, I just, uh, I would love to go back and play those games, but they are a huge t- amount of time. They take oh, a huge yeah. amount. It's just a huge time suck. But and if I'm going to play, take that much time, I'd rather go play like um, Red Dead Redemption or oh, but see, you know, I feel, Fallout or something I like feel that. completely upset about that. I feel like Red Dead Redemption or any story-based game is so much more of a time suck than what Farming Simulator is. I mean, I don't have to complete anything. In this it's like i can pace the game as quick or as slow as i want it to be and there's yeah, really but you're putting a ton of hours in it like you could put a ton of hours into just i want to feel I like i've to. accomplished something you know yeah yeah like you're I still accomplish the storylines well, you're, you're still you know, accomplishing things on farming simulator it's just what you want to accomplish rather yeah, than having a story it's fake things you know like this is real life Chris. It's like it, it, you're basically what, what you're doing is like the cheap version of going to a casino. No, you're just pumping money into a slot machine, man. It costs me no money. I, that's what I'm saying. It's the free version or cheap version of just going and staring at a slot machine and pumping money in and pulling the lever to a it's point. Just mindless, mindless, uh, mind opium. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, 100% it is. It's just like watching a mindless show, you know, like one of the, like a reality show or something. Yeah, like That's what Life it is. Below Zero. Yeah, like Life Below Zero or any of the reality cooking shows I watch. Um, it's it's kind of the same thing. And I had. Oh, I did finish. Sorry, go ahead. I, you're, I was you're just talking gonna about say, reality shows, and I remember I finished uh, Lego Masters. That show is amazing. I love it. I absolutely loved it. Really? It didn't suck yeah. me in as much as it did you. Oh, I love that show, man. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch with Cash and the kids. They loved it. Really? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, all I was going to say is that it, like, I had been, I had gotten into Farming Simulator years ago and then just kind of quit playing it because it was such a time waste. Um, and then recently, since we have so much time here at home and Amy's been doing a lot of homework because she's in a master's program, I was like, well, the boys like to play it too or like to watch and. Uh, I was like, well, maybe I'll just try this out. And I started playing it again. And then I realized that <clears throat> I realized that that was a mistake because now I'm obsessed with it again. And that's all I really want to do. And it gets me so, yeah, nothing. Here's the deal. I believe in the plight of the small farmer. <laughs> the okay. small farmer with the small equipment, the beat up junk, the jalopy like me that goes out there tries to make it work i don't like these big operations coming in with their 48 row planners oh man that's what i, I don't do. like that that's I what like i do it. i come in I like and i push those it. i buy all the land i find i find the cheats to where you can get more money and i do that and i buy all the land and i buy all the big equipment and i go through and i just like basically factory farm all this shit out i, I hire like as it. many I like workers as i can i love it that's what I'm doing. Taking down the, I'm taking down the little guy all the time. It's happening all around us every day. I don't need to see more of it on a computer screen. But you could be that guy on the computer. I don't want to be feel like guy. a triumph. You could be like, yeah, done something. I don't want to bring down the agricultural industry. You're not. You're building it up. You're creating an empire. Nope. I don't think so. I don't like all it. Right. I don't like anything about it. Well, that's basically all I've done. I don't know. You know, there's another simulator that's really popular. It's like Goat Simulator. You ever play that one? Nope. People love this one. It's called Goat Simulator. Are you being serious? I I swear to God, it's called Goat Simulator. I've never even. Heard I have of it. no idea what you do. I'm gonna look it up. I've I've never even heard of this. Is this like greatest of all time or like an actual animal? You're a goat. It's a really popular video game. Um, but it is I believe you just go around as a goat and do stuff as a goat people love it <laughs> goat gonna... simulator is the latest in goat simulation technology bringing next gen goat simulation to you you no longer have to fantasize about being a goat your dreams have finally come true <laughs> gameplay wise goat simulator is all about causing as much destruction as you possibly can as a goat it has been compared to an old school skating game, except instead of being a skater, you're a goat. Instead of doing tricks, you wreck stuff. Destroy things with style, such as doing a backflip while headbutting a bucket through a window, and you earn even more points. Or you could just give Steam Workshop a, tr a spin and create your own goats, levels, and missions, and more. When it comes to goats, not even the sky's the limit, as you can probably just bug through it and crash the game. Disclaimer. Goat Simulator is a completely stupid game, and to be honest, you should probably spend your money on something else, such as a hula hoop or a pile of bricks, or maybe a pool your money together with your friends and buy a real goat. 
<laughs> Key features. One, you can be a goat. Two, get points for wrecking stuff. Brag to your friends that you are the alpha goat. Three, millions of... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular game. Goat Simulator. People love it. I hadn't even heard of it, but it sounds like just riveting. It does when you look at it. It looks like uh, like Tony Hawk skating game type thing. What? What was that game? Um, yeah, except you're a goat. <laughs> right. I understand this. It just there. I used to play like skating games all the time. Oh, I, I love played. Those types of I games. played Tony Hawk Pro Skater all the time. Skating games, snowboarding games, BMX yep. games. BMF. Do you remember BMX Triple X? Yes, played it. And then what was the snowboarding? I wanted that game, game so bad when I was younger because I thought it was like going to have like pornographic elements to it. <laughs> right, because of the triple X. It, it, it did not. <laughs> no, it did not. It doesn't at all. But, but it I, is a super fun. I game. played Tony Hawk all the time, and then there was a what was that snowboarding game? Because Seton cool played Cool Borders, Cool Border or Cool Borders. Um, I think it was Cool Borders. But yeah. I'm not sure. That there was, was an awesome bunch- game. I, three was a good one. I think that was the one on PlayStation. Cool Burst three, and like they have the Avalanche level. Yes, yep, that's, that's the one. That's the one I used to play all the time. That's really great. They don't make games like that anymore, and I want them to. I want them to come back out with these type of games. Do you think they do or not? They they probably do, right? No, I think it, is it just like you're re- right. I don't think they really do. Is it just like reinvented old games? Um, or like let's see that. Backwards compatible ten, games. The 10 best skateboarding games of all time. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Number one. Um, how can the same... Oh, I remember Tony Hawk Underground. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. I played that one, too. Uh, Skate 3. No. I don't know. I remember that. Skate I was, it. I was never a skate guy. I was only Tony Hawk. Skate or die. Unlike the old... Like, I think that was a Nintendo game. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. They're they're fun. Yeah, they were awesome. The other the other ones I don't remember. So, yeah, I don't know if there's been a lot of those games like since PS2. You know, there hasn't. I I mean, I I never see them. Even when I had I had the original Xbox, and they didn't make those type of games for them. Even I really liked BMX Triple X. That was a super fun game. Yeah, it was awesome. And I used to even know, like, I knew the BMX riders because of those games. So oh, like yeah. X games would come on and I'd be like, Oh, I know that guy. I played him on my BMX game or I played him on Tony Hawk. Like I knew all of the skaters and, and bike riders, which is weird because I, if you ask me now, I would have no idea who does that or if it's even still a thing. Oh, well, okay. Maybe there was some uh, randiness in BMX Triple X because it says it earned most of its notoriety for containing nudity, foul language, and adult humor. The game allows the players to create female characters that are fully topless and view live action video clips of real life strippers w- with bare breasts. I don't remember any I of that. I don't remember any of that. And I think I would if I was a child. Yeah. Oh, well, the game. No, oh, okay. No this way. is probably why. That was. Uh, that was only in the Xbox and GameCube version. All nudity was covered in the PS2 version. I only had a PS2. Well, I had an original Xbox, but I must not have had that game for Xbox. I had a PS2, though. So I must have played it for a PS2 before that. Huh. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Dave Mira. He was a yes, BMX. Yes, that guy. Dave Mira. I was trying to think of... 
Did, yeah, wasn't well, that the game, game called Dave Mira Freestyle BMX? Okay, I had that. Yeah. I had that because that's, I was trying to think of the guy's name that I, I always played. It was Dave Mira. Do you remember Duke Nukem? Of course. Duke Nukem 3D or whatever it was called? Yes. He's, that was a great game. He's God's gift to women. <laughs> that's what he always said. Duke Nukem was one of my favorite games of all time. I played that. Oh, again, I keep saying it. I played it all the time. I did. David, I played these games all the time. Did you ever play any of the, uh, speaking of like um, R-rated games, did you ever play um, any of the Leisure Suit Larry games? I never did. I used to have a couple of them for my like computer when I was like a little, when I was like a kid, like in middle school. What, what did you, what is it? Um, let me look up like a, it's basically like a puzzle type game. But it's just about this dude that is just going around trying to get laid all the time. Oh. That was like the literally the goal of his life. But you'd go around, you'd do these little things, and then you'd get like in a mini game of like strip poker. Oh, or really? like there were a lot of them were like casino games and, or things like that. Yeah. Okay. No, I never played any Leisure Suit Larry. Isn't he part? Wasn't that a guy on The Simpsons? I don't know. I mean, there was kind of a, there was Stu, Disco Stu on The Simpsons. That's what I was thinking of. Leisure Suit Larry was an adult-themed video game series created by Al Lowe. It was published from 1987 to 2009. The first six Leisure Suit Larry titles... um, Oh, yeah, I had that one. Uh, Magna Cum Laude was one of them. (laughs) And Love for Sale, that was the one I had, um, were distributed by Activision Blizzard. Um, The game followed Larry Laffery, a balding, double entendre-speaking, leisure suit-wearing man of his 40s, the story revolved around him attempting, usually unsuccessfully, to seduce attractive women. It wasn't actually that risque for the most part, but it was like a lot of double entendre humor type thing. Sure. Um, I thought I always thought it was a fun, interesting game. There was also another one I had. I played all the time when I was a kid, not an R-rated one, but it was called The Adventures of Willie Beamish. I'd never heard of this either. It was like a old like DOS game. I bet you can still get it on like a simulator. That was a cool game. What was that about? Honestly, like there wasn't a lot of games like it. It, it you played as this kid, Willie Beamish, and you, it was way ahead of its time. You would like be able to go around town. It was like a, it was like one of those things where you could go up to like your mom and you could like choose what you wanted to say to her. And then you could like go to the school. Yeah, he had to like find certain items, and you had to. And he was kind of a he was kind of a Dennis the Menace type character. He oh, was like a all right. kid always getting in trouble. It was a great, great, great game. I wish um, I could I could read you kind of like a synopsis of it. Um, the player takes the role of a nine year old Willie Beamish in a game that somewhat parodies the adventure genre. The game pioneered the use of in game graphics drawn to resemble classic hand drawn cartoon am- animation. It was originally l- released for MS DOS. Um, I don't know. Nine year old Willie Beamish. Uh, I don't know. There's a whole bunch to read about it, but it was a really like uh, plot based game, like text based kind of you had to say certain things and right i i always love that game that get that game and then there was another uh, lucas arts game called full throttle where you full played as a biker throttle. i think i played that 
Yeah, that was a little later on, but that was a really fun game too. I love that game, Full Throttle. Yeah, I, the name sounds familiar. I, I guess I don't know if I've actually played it or not, but boy, it sounds like something I, I, I've had in my life. Those were both like part of a game genre that just doesn't exist in Google. No, none yeah, of anymore. that stuff They're, does. They were, they were like called adventure games, and you would like go into a scene. that And Full Throttle was very much the same. It was like hand-drawn animation, and you'd go into like a room, and you'd have to like collect certain items that you needed to solve a puzzle somewhere else. And you would talk to people and get information. They're kind of like RPGs. Yeah, they were like the not, original RPG. Yeah, and uh, and I was I loved those those games. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, well, we've kind of come to the end of our time here, Christopher. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Uh, so this was the final of Snarf Comics. Now we go back to regular episodes. No, gonna... not the final Snarf comics the final snarf or, madness yeah snarf madness i'm sorry this was the final of snarf madness 2020 and now we go back to our regular schedule episodes with no snarf madness uh do you between. remember what we used to do before I, I don't what did we do you know we I did don't know. whatever we wanted yeah but we should have um we like to do review or top tens yeah we, we do should, a top 10 for next week we should definitely you have a top 10 if you guys got any um, suggestions of a top 10 for us to do, I'd love to do a top 10 yeah, next week. Yes, we should absolutely have one of those ready. I think that would be a really good uh, cap. We will have the scores uh, for all of the brackets and who the winners are next week, and then we can also do a top 10. Perfect. All right, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.